pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Basketball, David Duke. Well, we have had a rash of court stormings lately, including ones rash. right here in our own backyard. Get some ointment. But there was one over the weekend at Wake Forest as they upset Duke. That Shout um, out Hunter Salas, by the way. Yes, great game. That uh, inflamed a lot of high emotions. Because of the rash. As Duke, uh, it was a four-point game. And as soon as the game ends, the fans rush the floor. And Duke's Kyle Filipkowski, jeez, can't say his name, uh, was still out on the floor. And he basically gets run over. Not in a Caitlin Clark, I should have seen this coming. See, it's so funny. and, And like... I think that she handled the situation better than he did. What? Totally. He seems way too casual for such a large number of players. Plus, he's trying to give a forearm shiver, which I think causes him to get all twisted up. Well, I think that's that- not that's not why he. I mean, and we're for those of you watching in the stream, you know, and, and- like he sticks out his leg. What is he doing? Well, he's walking. why is he walking so slowly? Well, first off, the game just ended. If he's running off the floor, it, it looks listen, like he dived into that if guy. If you're running I think perpendicular so to into or into a crowd, you're more likely to get into a bigger collision because you just yeah, you're cutting things... against the grain, walking against the grain. Exactly. I thought he was way too casual. Way too casual. Oh, so we're gonna blame this on the player and not yes, on the people being out the on the floor. Yes, because it was the player that time. He was diving into. I just don't understand no, why you're not diving into him. I mean, he got overwhelmed by the crowd. There's no question oh, about how it. How come Caitlin Clark didn't get overwhelmed? It's a great question. Why wasn't she overwhelmed? I think she wasn't looking. She was looking beyond the situation, and then she crashed into that. Well, person. let's forget about the Caitlin Clark one. That was more of a joke than anything else. Okay. Okay. But the fact is. The floor belongs to the players. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to argue. Sure. The floor belongs to the players. The field belongs to the players. And this is the danger of court stormings is that it can turn into a situation like this. The reason why the ones in Lincoln and in here in Omaha were able to work is because you were able to, for the most part, create a strategy to where you could block off the crowd, and you knew that it was coming. This was a game that went down to, down to the wire. Yes. So real quick, the the UConn game, everyone knew it was going to be over. The Purdue done. game, everyone knew it was over. Yeah, you it was know. a double Nebraska. Yes, pulling away. They're very comfortable. Yeah. They're going to win the game. The game is the game is essentially over. This one ends abruptly, um, or more abruptly, and that's where these types of incidences can happen because it's a spur of the moment. Everyone's rushing the floor and there's no real chance for the security to get out there and try to either rope off an area for the team to get off or anything like that. 
And that is the problem with this particular situation. You can have the best plan in the world. You cannot plan for a riot. It's just, it's not, it's not easy to plan for a riot because it's an uncontrolled situation, right? So it's, it's one of those areas where something has to be done to protect the players because the game and the players exist for that reason. It does not exist for people to just waylay onto the field or onto the court and and start mobbing. I get it. It's exciting. But there has to be an element of safety that is involved. So in let me ask and you, I, in all seriousness, do you think that do you think that they should just be banned, period? No more well, court storming? Or the, do you like the idea that Happer had earlier where it's kind of like a New Year's Eve countdown where you're, you you kind of let the fans know, like, hey, you're going to be able to do this, but, you know, let's I mean, put that, 30 seconds on the clock when the game's over. I mean, and that would be fine, but most of these situations are spur of the moment, like the game against the day. I mean, that game ended abruptly. It was like, you everyone know. Everyone was fired up. Everyone was fired up, and, and they just go. That's not a terrible idea. To it's put really a countdown not. clock on it? But then, the, but then the question becomes whether it's that, whether it's something else. What is a proper punishment for those who don't obey or don't have proper security? Yeah, because like we talked about it um, after the Tennessee win over Alabama a couple of football seasons ago. They got fined, right? Mm-hmm. And they don't care. They, it's what, $100,000 to the Tennessee Athletic Department? You know, congratulations. Well, and Barry Collier made a great point. There was a good story on this today in The Athletic. The SEC has a tiered system, $100,000 for the first time, quarter of a million for the second, half million for any subsequent incidences. But when the league fined LSU recently, the fans actually, they they put up a GoFundMe and they paid for the fine. Correct. So in a way, it turns into these like rallying cries, you know, everyone, the the the, the the offenders, if you will, they don't care and they have fun with it. And sure. so I don't like if, if a fine is the way to fix it, I don't think that that's going to stop anybody. No, because they're college kids. Like it's a bunch of 18 to 22. I mean, if you're going to do it, you have to actually find them. Like we're talking millions of dollars. Yeah, that would actually stop it from happening. It's got to be a severe fine. Because then they would just put a security guards around. But then someone's going to say, well, but then people storm the court and all of a sudden we can't fund our women's tennis team anymore because, (laughs) you know, you find us... Tennis got canceled at Duke. $20 million. Yeah. So there's always going to be an argument. I thought Jerome Tang down at Kansas State, last year they had a court storming. And he told K-State fans... That you get one court storming. A year? Period. Period? Because his philosophy was if you want to build a championship culture and expectation, Mm. you got to do the actions before the championships come. So I told you, hey, you get one court storming. But from here on out, let's expect to win. I actually, I mean, as someone who is of court storming, though I've never done it myself, I think that's a solid idea because it presents a... Have fun, but we are changing as a program. I'll, I'll be honest with you. There was a part of me that was hoping there wasn't going to be a court storming last Tuesday. Yeah, you always hate this, and yet you were there courtside, and you were probably getting goosebumps watching it. Were you not? No, I didn't. I don't get goosebumps. I don't have emotions. Um, <laughs> That's true. I forgot. 
because there's an element of, hey, we should be bigger than this, right? Because we've accomplished some. Now, certainly hadn't won national championships like UConn has. Yeah. But there is a certain level where... Act like you've been there before. Where you act like you've been there before. The the other... the Here's the thing, though. Jerome Tang got his fans to abide because earlier this year, K-State beat Kansas. And... They didn't storm the floor. And what Kansas State actually did was they sent the players up into the crowd to celebrate with the students. Mm -hmm. So after the game, they don't storm the floor, but instead it's like, guys, go go up there there and celebrate with your classmates. Mm -hmm. And because it's the same sentiment. The reason why the students want to be out on the floor, at least the the theory has always been, hey, we want to be out here to celebrate this big win with these kids who are our fellow classmates. Now, that's that's probably where the inspiration originally came from to do it. Now it's, you know, it's probably not that anymore. It's just more about being seen. Mm-hmm. And I'll have some audio. We've got some audio from Jay Billis in a moment on that. I sent it to you, Nick. Hope you got it. Um it's more about being seen and creating a scene than it is necessarily the the uh, the inspiration of going out and wanting to celebrate with the students. But I like that idea of, hey, we get a big win, send the players up into the student section. Go up there and high-five with the students. Slap fives, you know, spill popcorn, all that stuff with the students. I kind of like that. Now, I don't know if you're going to be able to convince people that that's the way it should be done, but... And that's my biggest problem. As one who is not a big fan of court stormings, certainly not a fan of tearing down goalposts, which is vandalism. <laughs> it is. Yeah, but again, they have the is. money. Who cares? Why does it bother you that the $100 million organization has to play, pay twenty five so, grand to so put goalposts back so, up? So you're going to go over to uh, pick whatever ritzy neighborhood you want to? You're going to go and, uh, you know... Cut down someone's tree in their for yard? What re- what, why am I cutting down a tree? For no reason? Come on, man. There's a difference between no, 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 there's not cutting a down a tree. Vandalism is vandalism, Josh. If, if Okay, there were kids who broke into Memorial Stadium and yeah, tore down goalposts after Nebraska won the title in 94. Sure. It's the same thing. John, they, tore, they tore it down. Th- see, now, where, where your argument falls on its face It is, doesn't fall. No, it's let me, vandalism. Let me talk. You, you need to admit that it is vandalism because it is. Technically, probably, but like... If the university cared as much as you do, they wouldn't allow it to happen. Well, that's why they grease the goalposts down and they put security next to them and they've created collapsible yeah, goalposts. So they don't do it anymore, but they used to because the university didn't care. The university didn't. Kansas did it. They took the goalposts down after they beat Oklahoma and they took them to some lake and they threw them in the lake. Encouraging vandalism. Yes, the university is. If the university's not going to stop them, why am I going to get mad that the $25,000 goalpost got torn down at Kansas? Why should that Josh, bother Josh you? Josh Peterson here for it's okay to do it if it's rich people that get involved. It's not rich people. I'm, talking about, a, I'm talking about a football stadium. But the bottom line is this. How are you, I mean, is there a way that you can, the, the only way you can really change it you is to, to change the culture like Jerome Tang has done I think Kansas that's, State. I think that's too difficult. I mean, it worked for them, I guess. But you'd have to, it has to be a coordinated effort. If you really want to change it, you either truly ban it and put security around everything, or you tr- you you have the coach kind of beat that into the heads. But you know that's it's just it's difficult to make changes. 
You know, it's difficult to make changes. But when's the last time you've seen a coach jump on a microphone or whatever, or or encourage his his fan base or his students before a game? Hey, we don't want to be doing. Apparently, that's what Jet Jet says. That Kansas State had two assistant coaches go to center court, telling the fans not to storm the court during a late timeout in that Kansas game. That's fascinating. First of all, if I was Kansas. I hear that. I'd be so pissed. Like, wait, what is he talking about? Yeah. They're no, not I mean, the court. Again, that's, uh, that's, I mean, that is one way to do it, and maybe that's the way it needs to be done. Yeah. But is there a proper punishment? Greg Byrne, the athletic director at Alabama, said forfeits could stop it. See, now, okay, yeah. If you want to start talking about the bigger picture stuff beyond money, yes, forfeits definitely would. Where you lose, where you lose the game you won. Now that would be whew, people would be pissed. Yes, uh, salesperson Stacy, sales director Stacy, says I've been in meetings, so just tuning in. Did you talk about the plans and lengths Creighton took to ensure UConn was protected last Tuesday? I was appreciative of their forethought and concern for safety. Did we have not mentioned? We that. have not, but again, that and 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 credit to them, credit to the the boys and girls down in Lincoln, because um, they had a plan where they could be roped off and can get the players off the floor for the most part. I think that came – I don't know if the Purdue one was as well done because it was something different, but I know they put more of a plan in place. Because, yeah, by the Wisconsin game, I think we had been talking about right. it, certainly the, the Nebraska-Iowa women's game. The problem with – again, Creighton was up by 19. Yeah. And so you could kind of see it coming and you could prepare for it and everyone would know. But when it's a spur of the moment, whether it's a last-second shot – or a final play like there was in the Duke-Wake Forest game, you can't get, when you've got players scattered out about the floor, as Filipkowski was, you can't get out of the way in time, you know, if you've got a stream of people coming in. Mm. So, and... <laughs> Alex and Lincoln, it doesn't help when your AD corms the stort either. Yeah, Trev was on the floor. Matt well, Trev was Alberts on the floor. Was quoted, corms the stort. Uh, Trevor Alberts was quoted yeah, in an ESPN story. Here's what he said. He, it was a statement, actually. He didn't actually, it was not a direct quote, but it is a statement. He said, the issue is not the home team and its fans. It's the safety of the visiting team. This is an area where we can do a better job as schools and as a conference, and there must be clear protocol in place to make sure the opposing team gets off the court safely. It is important for schools to communicate that plan and that the opposing team adheres to the plan that is in place. Ah, wow, John Lisa Bluter, handshake me. Go hard. John says society gets soft, and now he's trying to make it softer. How am I trying to make it softer? By soft get- John, that's what we'll call Wait, him. I was, I just read Trev Alberts. Yeah, statement. but you agree they need to, de- they need to ban all of the fun. Ban the protocol. fun. We need protocol, says John. Bernie writes for the first time in my life. I agree with Josh. Wow, thank you, Bernie. The Clark handled it better. John Bishop is wrong. If the Duke crybaby didn't try and throw an elbow at the fan, he wouldn't have lost his balance. (laughs) He got got hit in the side of the knee. I'm stunned that you think that that, he was, I didn't think. No, I'm sorry. I'm not going to put it on them. It's on Wake Forest to control their crowd. The players have the right to be on the floor. We don't come there to watch the fans. We come there to watch the players. The players have a right to be able to get off the floor and not be involved in a situation where they get put in a bad spot. Every player from every team at every school. Yes. Yeah. What's your point? I don't know. Yeah, I was confused too. It's still the Caitlin Clark thing. I'm just, I'm stuck oh. on that because a lot of other people are, do still think that she got, she flopped. 
mean, it was a words are see see. Why didn't you talk about it this way with her? We never did. You never no, did, did this with no. Yeah, we, we did. You poked fun the entire time. You wouldn't have a serious discussion about it. We did have a serious discussion mm, about like, it. We've, oh, been, she's I, a basketball we've been doing player. this for she 15. Out of her peripheral bingo. Vision. That's all you said that time. Whereas this Yahoo's do-do-do, and then he's shoving guys and he's twisting his ankle. I'm sorry. If you see it that way, you're freaking blind. Nah. I have glasses, John. Yeah, and I went to Google. Well, guess vision. what? You might need a second opinion. Mm. It's again, it's it, it is the it is incumbent that we keep. I mean, imagine. Imagine if they, this happened against your team and one of your players got hurt because of this. You would be incensed. I'm saying you, the general you, yeah. the people out there. Yes. You would be incensed. I mean, because I saw some of the comments, well, no one's going to make a big deal about it until it happens to Duke. Well, yeah, it did happen to Duke. That was interesting how now they're doing segments yeah. on first take and Billis is going on minute-long Now people rants. are doing making a big deal out of it. It is interesting. I do find it, that fascinating. It is a big deal. It has been a big deal. Did you know, this was from the athletic story, that there was an Arizona high schooler who was partially paralyzed because of one of these? No, that's bad. This was in 2004. Joe K. 2004? Joe K. was an Arizona high school student, accidentally trampled. He suffered a stroke and a torn cardioid artery, which oh. paralyzed his right side. My God. That's bad. That's horrible. And that's the thing. I mean, so this is, this is not a new phenomenon just because it happened to Duke. But it's not a new phenomenon. You mentioned the Billis audio. Here's what Billis I haven't even heard it. I've just seen everyone quoting it, and I'm guessing this, I'm going to disagree. This is the with one it. on the court storming. But right. uh, but this was an interesting angle because uh, give it a listen. Years ago, when fans would run out on the field or on the court during a game, it was it was network policy not to show that because we didn't want to encourage it. So what does that say about the way we in the media use these images now? We we can't deny that we encourage it. Or at least tacitly approve of it, and uh, everybody has to accept some responsibility for this. It, I, I don't think it's the right thing to allow this, but I know that it's going to continue. This is not going to stop. So what he's equating it to is when you get the streakers on the field and the hoodlums, they yeah, never they show it. They never show it, and that's to discourage those things from happening, which it obviously doesn't do. What he's saying is when the networks continue to show it, it becomes part of highlight packages. I know the CBS showed it last yesterday before the Creighton game. Some people use it as their banners on their Twitter accounts. Some people use it as the banners on their Twitter account. Hmm. Interesting. That it does hmm. encourage it. It does tacitly encourage it. I don't know. I, th- I feel like what encourages it is just being young and in college and wanting to celebrate. Like, Rambunctious. Yeah, I don't feel like it's because of TV. I Dumb think it's just because your frontal lobe doesn't develop until yeah. you're my age. I just think it, sounds, it seems fun. I never got to storm the field in Nebraska. I always wanted to. I thought it'd be fun to tear down the goalposts. But they sucked, so I never got to. And I never will. They'll never probably tear them down again. They lasted when John was in college. Hmm, interesting. Gen mm. X tearing down the goalposts last at college. Oh, then they you hand know, us a participation You know who trophy. didn't participate in any of those? Well, that's because you were announcing. Me. Yeah, you're, you're square, John. Yeah, you were. As someone no, I just respect other people's property Mr. and other people's private space. I didn't want I didn't want Kellen Houston to pop me in the side of the face. Good reference. As like Travis writes, Bishop was taking pictures and writing down names of Creighton fans who stormed so he could snitch. 
know what you were doing? No. Hey, Father Hendrickson, here's my <laughs> list of the names. I think we've got enough pictures. I think we can tell who was doing what. <laughs> I think we can tell who was doing what. Mm. Listen, I get the spontaneity of it and all of that. I really do. And there is an element, and yes, we do tacitly approve of it. Because it I outright a, approve of it. Because it is a great scene. It's cool. It's so fun. It's a great visual. But it's only cool as long as everyone makes it off the floor without getting mugged. Sure. Or getting hurt. Mm-hmm. It's all fun until someone gets hurt. They People have been saying that for years. That's what my mom used to say when we would blow up models during the 4th of July. It's all, it's all fun and games now until someone gets hurt. And then That's why someone sa- gets hurt and then be like, did you learn your lesson? That's why safeties aren't allowed to hit wide receivers over well, the middle anymore. It was ho- fun until someone got hurt. Hopefully Wake Forest has now learned their lesson. They hurt somebody and now they'll never do it again. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Apologize to Duke. <laughs> Maybe that could be the punishment. You have to apologize? Everybody who stormed the court has to send an apology letter to Kyle Filipowski. that's a great idea. That's, Five pages, I single like space. This. That's the exact punishment I got in second grade Th- once. That's a crappy punishment. I I'd hate, hate to punishment. write a five-page apology. Or they made a, me do a rough draft and then redo it. Make Ugh. all those kids stay after class and write it a hundred times on the blackboard. Like Bart Simpson. John writes, the NCAA should make a rule where you have to wait 30 seconds. I know, impossible. See, again, that goes back to the countdown thing it's such a long time i think you could do it though you know what okay clemson they storm the field after every game and they wait if i remember right oregon their fans are allowed on the field at Austin after every game and they also wait it is possible right you but, just have but, to beat it into the heads of the fans but, by beat. not beating them okay but that is that's after every game and it's it has nothing to do with the but after big games they do sure. they do have to say like you still have to wait and then it will be fun right so you're right. I mean, it's a cultural thing. Yep. Whether it's your coach like Jerome Tang, you know, doing it and saying, hey, you get one and then we're done. Mm-hmm. Or it's the examples you gave. Yeah. Shane says that you weren't storming the field because you were too busy throwing frozen oranges at OU players. No. I can't I was believe you, John. not doing that. Mm. You, no, instead, John was rooting for players to break their legs. Uh-huh. But we're the bad guys for thinking it's fun to storm a court. How dare we? Mm hmm. John, he broke his leg. This guy, oh, my ankle's a little hurt. <laughs> because it's Duke, and John loves Duke. He, yeah, what's up with this, John? Well, the only reason you're John saying says, this thank is, you, Duke do Daddy. you notice we never have this issue with pro sports? We what don't. Is, I mean, I get it. They're students, and that's a big reason why. Yes. But, but you know, we don't see goalposts getting torn down or anything like that. It is a very interesting difference between pro versus college. Yeah, NFL security scares me. Well, they did storm the field uh, after uh, Hank Aaron broke Babe Ruth's record. Remember that one no, guy? Well, no, well, no, the one idiot did. The one idiot did. Let me shake his hand. Let me shake his hand. The one guy did. That was. Yeah, I guess that's true. But yeah, they didn't. There was disco demolition night. That well, was, that was between oh, games. That was that didn't go design. very well. No, that went. Maybe that's poorly. why they stopped storming the the, the field. All right, still to come, we've got the uh, happy hour, Mm. which includes more... Oh, we're just going to expand everything. What? Let's just expand everything. Okay. Shall we? All right. 1620 The Zone. The best way to catch all the action is on 1620 The Zone. And no line for the bathroom. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra. Just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. 
Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.